from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Roz. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, Mocha. Yeah. You ready? Uh-huh. Let's do the news! The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. News break. Oh, yeah. Uh, Taylor Swift kicking off her Eras tour today. Uh, and then Midnight last night releasing like four unreleased songs, I guess. People mm-hmm. sort of knew what they were, uh, but there was a couple that people wondered if she would release because they didn't appear on any of the records that she was re recording. One of them is uh, All the Girls You Loved Before, which I guess leaked and then went viral on TikTok. And then her fans were like, yo, like you better make this official. Like, is that the deal with yeah, this track? Her, her fans basically bullied her into re-recording and releasing the song. <laughs> but it's a great song. When you think of all the late nights, lame fights over the phone. Wake up in the morning with someone but feeling alone. Is drawn around your name and someone's handwriting. This, by the way, mind. you'll find when you search for the Lover album from a couple of years ago. This is what was to be included. Here, I'll get to the part, the main part of the song. TikTok doing You know what? I didn't even watch any of the TikTok stuff. No. Did you see any of it, Maury? Uh, no, nothing today. No. It's a pretty song. It is. I like it. Yeah. Uh, my other... Let me play this for you guys real quick. My other favorite song from that Lover album is called... I think it's the first song on the album called I Forgot That You Existed. Oh man! Yeah. <laughs> she, like yo, she was in her bag with this one. She when she pulled out the lyrics. How many days did I spend thinking about how you did me wrong, wrong, wrong? Like this. Lived in the shade you were throwing till all of my sunshine was gone, gone, gone. And I couldn't get away from ya. In my feelings more than Drake, so yeah. Your name on my lips, tongue tied. Free rent, living in my mind. But then something happened one magical night. I forgot that you existed. Oh, in your face, pal. <laughs> I thought that it would kill me, but it Yo, didn't. I think like Taylor Swift and Beyonce, I think are the, the two artists who literally have every single song for every single emotion a human being could possess. Yeah. yeah, I like this one. It's good. They got better it's bars good. than some rappers, like what? this rapper. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, like, yeah. So I, I fully agree with that. So fully good. Agree with that. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Andy Sandberg on Jimmy Kimmel last night. It's interesting because we had talked about this not that long ago when Mocha brought in his diary from when he was uh, a kid, like his journal where he used to write about hockey and stuff. This is an incredible clip from Andy Sandberg where he, I guess his mom dug up like a letter that he had written to himself years ago. But listen to how wild this story is. 
My mom uh, has been cleaning out the basement at, mm -hmm. of my parents' house, and she sends me boxes of stuff. She's like, this is all your stuff. And I open this box, and this is a letter. I was in third grade. I was eight years old, and they asked you to do a thing where you write what you think you'll be doing in 20 years. You want me to read it? or uh... Uh, It's up to you. Okay. Andy Samberg will be 28 years old uh, 20 years from now. Because I was eight. He will be a comedian <laughs> and make a lot of money. After he has made $1,281,342.42, he will get married and have two kids. He will make them clean the kitchen while he watches the football game. Since they do so much work, Andy will give them $10 a week for allowance. His kids will be happy, his wife will be happy, and he will be very, very happy. The end. Yeah. This is so crazy. This is so good. It's... Shocking how accurate it was. Because you got a wife, you got two kids. Yes. Are they cleaning up while you watch football? Yeah, I mean, my youngest is one, and yes. Yeah. <laughs> do, they, do you give them allowance? Uh, no, we've, instead of giving them allowance, that's the one difference. We just give them everything they ask for all the time, no oh, matter great. what. <laughs> yeah. And we feel like that's going to be a good way for them to learn about the world. And make us feel glad we raised them in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, that's so good. Isn't that wild? That's crazy. How <laughs> things so just lined crazy. up. Crazy, yes, yes. The accuracy of a, that dollar. I watched too. a wild movie last night. Which you one? like yelling at movies? Do you get like do you do you like that experience when you're watching somebody in a movie do like make all the wrong choices? Oh, you, you just get so yell? frustrated? You just get so frustrated. Yeah. Bro, there's a movie on Netflix, and I'm telling you, I want people to like watch this and record themselves watching it because I have not. God, he's look. He's getting movie. fired up already. He's getting fired not, up already. I have not yelled at a movie like this in a long time. And the movie's Fall. It's on Netflix. It's about these two dingbat um, influencers who yeah. climb up, who climb up a two thousand foot TV tower and get stuck at the top of it. Yeah. And I'm telling you right now, watch yeah. this movie. You will, you will be screaming. Shove me saw this. Oh, he rises it's, so right. Oh, oh I, man! It's so, so Guys, frustrating. I saw the 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 graphic for it, the picture for it on my Netflix, and I read the description, and I was like, "There is no way in hell anyone's gonna watch this movie." I'm staying Bro. far away from this. No, and then watch you it. too. Watch it. You, watch it. Because just like 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 we were on the floor watching it last night, yelling really? at these two. Oh my god, they just make the worst decisions Are, ever. Anybody that it's we know so good. in the movie, no, or just like so. a bunch of no names. Nah. Yeah, no, it's just no, it's it's not no names, but I just don't know. I don't know who okay. they who they are. What um, is it? It's fall. But, uh, it's called Fall. Yeah, on Netflix. Right, yeah, cool. the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. A lot of Ben Affleck Batman fans very disappointed. Um, Why? He did this huge interview with the Hollywood Reporter because people were still sort of holding out hope because uh, that he would eventually direct a Batman movie because a lot of people really really wanted that. That was part of the original plan. And what he said was that after Justice League, which he said was the worst experience he's ever gone through oh, no. uh, made him not want to return to directing a superhero film. He says, uh, I would not direct something for James Gunn's DC. Absolutely not. He goes, wow. I got nothing against James Gunn. Nice guy. Sure, he's doing a great job. I just don't want to go in and direct in the way they're doing it. I'm not interested in that. When asked exactly what went wrong on Justice League, he said... You could teach a seminar on all the reasons why this is how not to do it. Oh. He goes ranging from production to bad decisions to horrible personal tragedy and just ending with the most monstrous taste in my mouth. Wow. I would yeah. attend that seminar, sir. <laughs> so, so yeah, exactly. Uh, I want to know so, everything. 
so he's Batman one more time, and that will be in the Flash when that's released in the in the summer. Wait, didn't he? And, uh, what about in Aquaman? Remember, wasn't there? Remember the there was like the Hollywood tour that went by oh, when they were filming yeah. Aquaman two, and then they saw Ben Affleck. I thought they shelved that one. In the suit, Aquaman two. No, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. I don't know what's going on with that. That's yeah, you're right about that. But yes, yeah, so we know about the Flash. Yeah, and because he's only in the Flash for a couple minutes, and mm-hmm. Ben Affleck said that he finally got it right. He said that he's finally happy wow. with the way that uh, the way that he played Batman. Uh, and in the same article, he also talked about what went on at the Grammy Awards. Oh, so just to interrupt for a sec, the Aquaman yeah. Two is coming out Christmas Day. Mm, there but you is go. Is he in that? Yes, he's on IMDb still. Yeah, he is. Eh? Oh, interesting. Um, so what went down at the uh, the Grammys when Ben Affleck looked so pissed off when Trevor Noah came over, and that's when uh, Jennifer Lopez like shot him that look and hit him in the chest and stuff <laughs> so so in the interview he finally revealed what happened he said i saw trevor noah coming near us and i was like oh god then they were framing us in this shot but i didn't know they were rolling i leaned in and told her i was like as soon as they start rolling i'm gonna slide away from you and leave you sitting next to trevor and then she said you better effing not leave ben says it was no big deal just Typical husband and wife uh, stuff. Oh, okay. So that's what it was. He also revealed who's in his Wordle group chat. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a pretty good group chat. To Clooney, be honest I bet. With you. Is Clooney in there? Uh, no. Matt uh, Damon. His Wordle, yeah, it's Matt Damon um, with Jason Bateman and Bradley Cooper. Oh, that's great. That's yeah, good. right. That's a good. <laughs> that's, that's, you know, you know, in that in that group chat too, there's like dumb memes that they pass back and forth too. It's not just Wordle. <laughs> yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Um, Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott have uh, filed papers to change the name of their baby. How old is this baby now? Oh, so the baby, the baby's name was originally Wolf Jacques Webster, mm-hmm. and they've now filed to change the name to Irie A I R E. The baby is one year old. One year old. February second, twenty twenty two. In their petition, they said that they regret the initial name choice and say, quote, now that they've had a chance to spend some time with their baby, they believe the name Air is a better fit. So oh, I like uh, that wolf name, though. That's pretty yeah, badass. Wolf Jacques. Yeah. yeah. How do you go? Like, it's really incredible. I don't know if I could do that. How do you, after a year, be like, yeah, you know what? We're changing. Air. Air. <laughs> Looks like an air. <laughs> Not a wolf. <laughs> Not a <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Billie Eilish is making her uh, acting debut, I guess. She's on the new Danny Glover um, show, Swarm, which uh, drops on Prime Video today. And everybody's talking about how she acts the same way she sings, which is like a whisper. Oh. Um, so here, here's a scene with Billie Eilish and uh, somebody else. But she literally- oh, Sorry, but she what? She literally does act oh. the way she sings. Hossie, milk spilled on the carpet. What color was the milk? Oh my God. It was red. Did you hurt someone? Yes. Very good. Okay, that just sounds like an okay. intro to a Billie Eilish song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She got a whisper in everything, huh? 
right? I guess it's the brand. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Oh, Family Feud. This is a wild story. So on Family Feud a while ago, there was a guy who went up and did this sort of like real out-of-pocket answer when Steve Harvey asked him what is the biggest mistake on his wedding night was or at his wedding that he did. And he said, saying, I do, right? So I'll play the clip here. I'll play the clip. Listen to this. What's the biggest mistake you made at your wedding? Honey, I love you, but said I do. (laughs) Not my mistake. I love my wife. I'm going to get in trouble for that, aren't I? Oh, my God. So Tim Blyfick, the guy who was up there and his wife was part of his team, has just been charged with murder. No. Hold on. What? Get it. With murder. Hers. Sorry. Say that whole thing again. This guy that was on Family Feud that said his biggest regret was on his wedding night was saying, uh, I do. Yes, and then he, he was charged. He and then he and then he he's actually was so family with, feud was with, before with she her. died. Yeah, well, because she was there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they usually don't bring out deceased family members on Family Feud. You and then, you at least and call then try a to cousin. get them to speak. Yeah, you at least have a like a second cousin even before mm-hmm. you. Before you start bringing out corpses, yeah. How, so, how yeah. long ago did this Family Feud thing happen? So, and Family she... Feud was so oh. Family Feud was in 2020, uh-huh. and I'm trying to think of it was recently that he just that he, he killed her that he that he killed her. Yeah, oh yeah, and uh, and yeah, it was it was on Monday. It was this week that he got arrested. So oh my that's God. super yeah super recent. <gasps> um, but yeah, so and and everybody's trying to tie it to Family Feud. Nobody really knows sort of like what happened. But it's incredible that that's the answer he gave when he was on Family Feud. Woo. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I was not expecting to wake up today. To a Eva Longoria Eric Braden battle. What? So. Who's Eric Braden again? Victor Newman. Oh, our arch nemesis. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> so, no. so Eva Longoria was doing an interview with Chris Wallace where they were sort of talking everything like politics. She just directed this great movie that everybody's loving that was uh-huh. on South by Southwest. Um, but one of the things that they touch on was her time years ago on the YNR. And they played a clip and everything else. But I'll, I'll play you the whole thing, the whole exchange between Chris Wallace and Eva Longoria. And you tell me if you think that Eva Longoria either A, sounds embarrassed about her time on Mm Y&R or um, B, is crapping on soap opera actors. So here's the whole exchange between Chris Wallace and Eva Longoria. You got your first break Mm -hmm. 20 years ago when you were cast on a very popular soap opera, The Young and the Restless. And here is... Oh, God, don't show a clip. Are you going to show a clip of that? (laughs) So what I find so interesting, though, is that you were so determined not to be a struggling actress Mm -hmm. that at the same time that you have this part on a big soap opera, you're working as a headhunter for a temp agency out of your dressing room in the studio. Yeah. Yeah. When I moved to Hollywood, I had my bachelor's degree, and so... When I told my mom, I'm going to be an actress, she was like, well, she was fine because I had graduated college, like as long as I finished college. And so I knew I could get a job. I was like, I'll get a job. Then I went to a temp agency and they hired me. And I was so good at it that 
when I got young and the restless, it didn't pay enough for me to live off being an actor. So I continued being a headhunter and uh, uh, young and the restless, and I would hide the fact that I was on young and the restless to my clients because they, you know, they didn't want like a dumb actress handling their accounts. Mm. And one time, one of my clients was like, "You look like a girl that I've seen on a soap opera." And I go, "No, that's not. I don't know who that is." I, 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 okay. you know, I was like the opposite of a publicist's dream. I was like, "Don't tell anybody so I'm on that show it. because I was." Hmm. So that's it, right? So Eric Braden tweets this. Eva Longoria, you just made derogatory remarks about daytime actors. You simply weren't good enough to survive the pressure of this medium. Facts. You were very lucky to get on that housewife show. You did one show in 8 to 12 days with mediocre but salacious dialogue. Our actresses would run rings around you, and they did then. From Robert De Niro to whoever, they are all, many of them started in the medium you denigrate. It shows a complete lack of class. Damn. Then somebody replied to that and said, she was not talking about Young and the Restless. She was talking about des- Desperate Housewives. And then Eric replied, stop that nonsense. I saw and heard what she talked about, and it was derogatory. Then somebody else said, I guess she forgot or never truly knew how hard daytime performers work. And then he replied with, she just wasn't very good. Simple as that. Wow. King. Yo. King. Victor Newman. King. Tongue lash wow. from Victor Newman. Wow. That from guy. That. And you can hear him say it too yes. while, you're, yes. while Roz was reading that. I love it. Victor From Newman. that, I watch YNR, and he's yeah. not wrong. She played, uh, I think her name was Isabella, was the name of her character. She yeah, was, she was garbage. Yeah, not good, uh, huh? Not good. No, but she was just like young and starting out in the business. She was young and restless. Yeah, she was young. She was like they were paying her nothing. She was still had to keep her temp yeah. job. Like yeah. biggest soap opera ever, man. But I will he say, was. like everybody from George Clooney to Brad Pitt, like they all started on soap. Shamar Moore, right? Yep. I mean, we're ta- when I say Maury, when I say Brad Pitt and George Clooney, don't come walking in here with Shamar Moore. I love Shamar. Moore. It's fine though, man. But I'm trying to make a good point. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Shazam! Fury of the Gods crashed at the box office. This is this is crazy. They were expecting it to do like a lot better than what it it's did. Still number one. It was still number one, but it's uh, one of the worst DC opening weekends um, ever. And fifty three point five mil is what the first Shazam did in mm-hmm. twenty nineteen. Uh, this Shazam did thirty point five in its entire oh, opening weekend, uh, which is well below what I'm sure yeah, they, March were, break, they were so hoping people could for. Have gone. I think people are just sort of done with this because they wrapped up the Snyderverse, right? Like they yeah. wrapped up this version of DC. And I think people are sort of just waiting for the next thing to happen. Like DC fans are crazy because DC fans are very, very vocal on Twitter, but they don't show up in the theater. Like Marvel fans are very, very vocal on Twitter, but they show up, mm-hmm. right? Like DC fans just aren't showing up. And it's a problem. Which is unfortunate because it actually is a good movie. Yeah, it's a problem. And this is what James Gunn has to try and fix, mm-hmm. right? Because you got to get people back at the theater. And they got. I wonder if uh, the new Flash movie is going to get them, get the, <sighs> the DC fans Hopefully. back to the theater. Hopefully. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. 
Uh, quickly before we go, Madonna um, posted a picture on social media where she um, was holding up a sign that says uh, House Rules. So if you're interested, here are the five rules, house rules in uh, Madonna's house. Okay. okay. Uh, number one, smile. Uh-huh. Easy. Number two, be happy. Okay. Number three, listen to others. Mm-hmm. Number four, speak kindness. Okay. And number five, be happy with what you have. Isn't one, two, and five the same? Nah, I know. Be happy and be happy with what you have are sort of like, if I'm paring this down. It should really you know, be like three rules there. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Smile or be happy, listen to others, and speak kindness. Uh-huh. Right? I thought you were going to say like don't touch your stuff in the fridge or something. That's what I thought too. I was very excited about don't this. Don't touch my no. yogurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Sean Mendez addressing uh, rumors that uh, he's dating Sabrina Carpenter, saying we oh, are yeah. not dating. Oh. Who is Sabrina Carpenter? Remind me again. Why do I know who that is? Uh, Shem, actress, help me out here. Singer as well. Yeah, and then there was the whole thing with Olivia Rodrigo, right? And and her, if I'm not mistaken. And, yeah, but, um, but also, wasn't guy. he supposed to be dating like his 53-year-old masseuse or something like that too? Wasn't that one of the stories? Oh, That was, yeah. Yeah, it was, right? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, here is uh, Sean Mendez. We are not dating, but I think we should talk about Tommy Hilfiger probably more than Sabrina. But thank you. <laughs> okay, Sorry, so, what? We're not okay. dating, but I think we should talk about what? He was promoting, he was on a Dutch television show promoting his deal with uh, Tommy Hilfiger. So, so, let me hear that again. We are not dating, but I think we should talk about Tommy Hilfiger probably more than Sabrina. But thank you. Oh, okay, okay. You know her from Girl Meets World. Do I, though? Of course you do. (sighs) No, I really don't. I watched the cool, started watching the coolest show yesterday, man. Uh oh, here we go. It's called Class of 07. Oh, um, Bro, where is this that? show? It's on Prime. Saw, yeah, this yeah, show yeah. is so good. Yeah. It is so it's it's like Mean Girls meets Lord of the Flies meets. So there's a there's a it's an Australian show mm-hmm. and it takes place at the uh, the 10 year class reunion. Okay, And so all these, you know, 20 somethings are there for their reunion. It's an all girls school. And then at some point during the reunion party, like the dance, <clears throat> Australia sinks underwater. Oh, and shoot. the only part of Australia left is the one little peak of a hill where their school is. Oh. So they now live on an island uh-huh. with their in within their old school that they all used to go to. And then it, there's like 15 of them that were left at this Did you just spoil the whole thing? Point. No, this is literally episode one. Oh. Um, and then it becomes like Mean Girls slash Lord of the Flies slash everything else. But it's hysterical. Hysterical yeah. and it's so amazing. What's so it class of class 07. of oh seven. Okay, yeah, yeah. Watch like the uh, watch the trailer. Do you have to watch class of oh six first? No, shockingly, more I asked the same question. No, you do not. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, Bruce Willis. It was his sixtieth uh, birthday over the weekend. Uh, two clips I want to get to. One, uh, Demi Moore, who was with the family, um, tweeted out or mm-hmm. put on Instagram a video of everybody singing "Happy Birthday" to Bruce, and mm-hmm. it's just it's so heartbreaking watching him. Uh, but it was beautiful. So here's a little bit of "Happy Birthday." To you, happy Happy birthday to you. 
So that is uh, rumor scout Tallulah Mabel, Evelyn, uh, his wife Emma, and of course Demi Moore, and then um, Emma going on social media and posting this heartbreaking video because we know that Bruce Willis is dealing with um, dementia, and she's now as his primary caretaker, um, but still dealing with, you know, Bruce as, you know, this icon. And it's, yeah. a, it's a very difficult thing. So here's, uh, here's Emma. So today is my husband's birthday. I have started the morning by crying. <laughs> uh, as you can see by my swollen eyes and snotty nose, I just think it's important that you see all sides of this. Um, I always get this message or people always tell me that, oh, like, you're so strong. I don't know how you do it. I'm not given a choice. (laughs) I wish I was, but I'm also raising two kids in this. Um, So sometimes in our lives, we have to put our big girl panties on and and get to it. And that's what I'm doing. Um, But I do have times of sadness every day, (laughs) grief every day. And I'm really feeling it today on his birthday. So I worked on this reel that I'm posting for my husband's birthday. I don't know why I do that to myself because the videos are like a knife in my heart. (laughs) Um, But as much as I do it for myself, I do it for you because I know how much you love my husband and don't cry, Emma. But it means so much to me. So thank you. Oh my God. It's hard, man. I know. I know. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. They're calling air the new Ben Affleck movie about the deal with um, Michael Jordan back in the day in mm-hmm. like 1984. They're calling it This Generation's Jerry Maguire. So the <sighs> early reviews yeah. are out and they're amazing. Um, so Ben Affleck was talking about how he never would have done this movie without Michael Jordan's blessing, mm-hmm. right? It was just, it was a non-starter. And when he sat down with Michael Jordan, he asked Michael if he had sort of any wishes for the, for the film. And Jordan said, none of this would have ever happened without my mother. And then Ben said, okay, who would you like to play your mom? And Jordan said, well, it has to be Viola Davis. Queen. And then Ben Affleck is like, that's like saying, can I play basketball on your court? And somebody goes, yeah, if you can get Michael Jordan. He goes, Viola Davis is the best actor I have ever seen. This is a hard business. It's hard to know if you're successful. It's hard to know if you've accomplished something. But honest to God, I always felt like if I was a director one day and I had Viola Davis in a movie, that would really be something. And that would mean the world to me. And it does. Because this whole movie centers around not Michael Jordan. They don't even ever show Michael Jordan's face. Mm-hmm. in the film it's about the sneaker right no it's about the mom because it was michael jordan's mom who brokered the deal so it's the two night guys and viola davis basically oh so viola davis is in the movie she's in the oh, movie great. yeah 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 because that was the only way they were gonna do it and he's like so i had to have he's like i had to go and then get viola davis yeah, the pressure to play huh? michael jordan's mom yeah yeah but they're calling it like people are loving really? this movie yeah yeah because at that time nike was like third you know, they were almost going to get out of the running shoe game mm-hmm. 
until they, you know, it's decided Congress and to, Adidas. yeah, until they brokered this deal. With, Show uh, me the money. Yeah, with Jordan, and that's what it was. It was, it was at the time because Jordan was so young, and it was the fact that his mom held out because she knew his worth. Yeah, and so it's that story, right? Oof. Crazy. You had me a hello. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow is responding to backlash over her controversial wellness routine. We played the clip last week. This is when everybody was calling Gwyneth Paltrow an almond mom meaning moms who push their disordered eating onto the, their children. So she was doing an interview on a wellness podcast, mm-hmm. and everybody was just like, oh, my God, for God's sakes. Because it's Gwyneth Paltrow, right? So here's Gwyneth from last week. What's your wellness routine look like now? I eat dinner early in the evening. I do a nice intermittent fast. I usually eat something about 12. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the morning, I'll have some things that won't, spike my blood sugar right so i i have coffee but i really like soup for lunch um i have bone broth for lunch a lot of the days try to do one hour of movement so i'll either take a walk or i'll do pilates or i'll do my tracy anderson and then i get in the sauna i dry brush and i get in the sauna so i do my infrared sauna for 30 minutes and then for dinner i try to eat you know according to paleo so lots of vegetables it's really important for me to support my detox same girl same and also she was hooked up to an iv during this interview that was just it was a vitamin drip and everybody was saying that she's too rich to swallow vitamins <laughs> uh but anyway so gwyneth paltrow now responding to the backlash okay so let's jump into this so i think it's important for everybody to know that i was doing a podcast with my doctor so this is a person that i've been working with for over two years now um, to deal with some chronic stuff. And I have long COVID, so I have been, and the way it manifests for me is very high levels of inflammation over time. So I've been working with Dr. Cole to really focus on foods that aren't inflammatory, right? Um, It's been working really well. This is, you know, based on my medical results um, and extensive testing that I've done over time. So just to finish, you know, this was a this was a transparent look at a conversation between me and my doctor. It's not meant to be advice for anybody else. It's really just what has worked for me and it's been very powerful and very positive. This is not to say that, you know, I eat this way all day, every day. And by the way, I eat far more than bone broth and vegetables. I eat full meals. Um, and I also have a lot of days of, you know, eating whatever I want and eating, you know, French fries and whatever. But my baseline and it really has been like to try to be healthy and to eat foods that, you know, will really calm, calm the system down. So um, I hope that helps. Uh-huh. God, what a life that sounds like, huh? Bone broth and vegetables. Ooh, IV drip. You're killing me with that. You love that show? Bone broth and <laughs> IV drips, man. <laughs> like hell. I've had bone broth before, but not like as not the as only your meal. day. Bone broth and vegetables and IV drips. No, I, no, I no, couldn't no, live not, with that. Not like as my main no main course. You sip on that. That's her whole had bone day. Broth yesterday. That's her whole day. Bone broth vegetables and uh hitting herself with what is she like rags and stuff like that in the sauna <laughs> I mean, say bone broth really makes you go <laughs> it's true i love what paltrow the Roz and mocha show podcast podcast uh fans of uh ruby rose 
are worried about her today. So today is Ruby Rose's um, 37th birthday, and right. she uploaded a story on Insta yesterday afternoon announcing that she was logging out of her account until tomorrow, uh, meaning that skipping over her birthday. So in the post, which she deleted just minutes after she posted it, she said that she does not celebrate her birthday, um, but didn't really disclose why. She said, logging off until the 21st. If you have followed me for long enough, you long enough, you know I don't acknowledge tomorrow, meaning her birthday. Mm. I don't celebrate that day. That day has never been a celebration. Uh, some have tried, but it was never a celebration at the time, nor is it now. So please leave it for me this year. But then fans are going back because in 2017 and 2019, she posted a bunch of pictures from her birthday being like, I have the best friends in the world. And they were all wearing happy birthday, Ruby t-shirts and cakes and everything else. So nobody really knows why she doesn't. Then somebody speculated that in 2021, it was the day after her birthday that they announced who her replacement was on that Batman, uh, that Batwoman show. Right. So maybe that has some, maybe she was given that news like on her birthday. Don't really know. Don't really know, but it's uh, different. But yeah, yeah. But fans are uh, fans are worried for uh, Ruby Rose right now. Who is somebody else's birthday today? Too. Hold on a second here. A lot of people. Bruce Willis had his birthday over the weekend. Uh, Michael Rappaport is fifty three today. Holly oh, Hunter yeah? is sixty five. Spike Lee. Spike Lee coming in hot at sixty six. Wow, that's a Spike Lee joint right there. <laughs> Good one. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Adam Sandler, thank you, Maury. Um, Adam Sandler uh, gets the, he's the recipient this year of the uh, Mark Twain Award. The, I guess it's the American Award for Humor. Is that what it was? And it's a real big thing. It's at the Kennedy Honors. Like it's a real, oh, yeah, wow. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a real, it's a real humbling thing yeah. when uh, when somebody gets this award. And uh, so here's a little bit of Adam Sandler on the red carpet. My inner child would be like, what happened to baseball? I thought we were going to do that. But, uh, but. Sure, I'm very, very. I, I didn't know any of this stuff was coming. I really, that wasn't a, even a thought. But I don't, and all I'm sure everyone else who's in this uh, gang of Mark Twain recipients didn't think about it either. It's just here we are. It's amazing, and I'm proud. Wow, and that's sweet. And uh, and uh, Drew Barrymore was there too. And we Aww. know, I know, it's so good. And, and so Jennifer Aniston was there. Uh, Drew oh, Barrymore yeah. was there. Okay. Like a whole bunch of people. Um, ben Stiller was there. So here's uh, Drew Barrymore on the red carpet. I also love his performances where he's subtle because, you know, most comedians, when they're not on, they have this like gentleness. But he's also not, he lacks in cruelty. And some, listen, some comedians have to go there and I respect it because I don't have the balls to do that myself. But I appreciate when others do. And we get to be the lucky recipients of their bravery. Adam can go to the farthest depths, but somehow he does it without alienating people. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, so that's the uh, 24th annual Mark Twain Prize for American Humor. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Julianne Huff is set to replace Tyra Banks as co-host of Dancing with the Stars. Hey, great. Alongside uh, Alfonso Ribeiro. Oh, nice. It's a good pairing. I'm not uh, not mad at that. Do you think Tyra dipped once they took the show off the network and stuck it on streaming? Yes. Yes. Do you, will uh, Alfonso leave Funniest Home Videos? No. No. 
that's the easiest job in the world. That's yeah. easier than Pat Can Sajak's I say anything job. and get you both to go no again? No. no. Don't you remember I, I talked to them briefly <laughs> about, uh, about uh, um, that was my dream was to host America's Funniest Home Videos because I made a joke about that on the show. And then they called. They called. Yeah, and I was talking to them for a little bit. Vic DeBona's office or whatever the Yes, name I remember you, the name. I'll never forget that. And, and then what happened with that? And then I started, because uh, I started, I was just like, oh my God, like this became too real. Like they wanted me, like I put myself on tape and everything else and they oh. sent it down to them. And uh, and then I was like, guys, I, I don't even know if I can do this. And then like, listen, we're, we're just like, we're just going to talk to you. We're talking to a lot of people, everything else. And I was like, okay, cool. And then I was talking to the guy that works for the main production company. And he was like, well, you wouldn't have to leave anything because I was doing this show. I was doing ET Canada. I was doing this show at the time. And he's like, you wouldn't have to leave anything. And I go, what do you mean? And he's like, well, it's like, he's like, they tape um, every other Sunday. And I was oh. like, what do you mean they tape every other Sunday? And he's like, yeah, he's like, it's the easiest job in the world. He's like, everybody who works on that show, we're all work on other shows. He's like, they go to a studio every other Sunday and they tape like 10 episodes. Oh, wow. <laughs> Easy. And he's like, that's the job. Do they, do, is that how most are? Like ridiculousness and stuff? Like, is yeah. that all like that? Yeah, but only these guys worked weekends. So yeah. everybody else still had other jobs. And you got to do is like put on a new suit for every That's segment. it. Or every show. That's it. Wow. Right? So, so what happened? And I didn't get it, obviously. Still you, all, you, Maury. And then all you did was say it on the radio. And that's how the conversation started. Yes, because somebody oh. who worked in that guy's office was a lawyer that lives here or something like that. Guys. That, that worked with him. How crazy would it be if all of a sudden I get a call from the WWE? <laughs> <laughs> to do what, though? You got to be specific. Because I want to be the guy that introduces the wrestlers. Into the like ring. the in-ring announcer? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oof, yeah. Right? That's, Why not? Have dreams. Or I could be, or I could be the one that, that, that interviews uh, interviews in between matches. Like backstage? Right? Yes. You could do that job. Why not? You Roman Reigns, how do you feel? You that could, guy called you a jabroni. You could do that job. Okay, how about, guys, imagine Mariska Hargitay calls because she wants me to be on Law & Order. That's not going to happen. That's though. not going to happen no more. Why, why not? Why? Why can the W thing happen? But why would that happen? Because I'm putting it out there. That's what we're doing right now. We're putting things out there. Put something else out there. Mm. Okay. Imagine. Mm -hmm. You have no dreams, do you? <laughs> yeah. Imagine I had something to say right now. You have no. You have no. You have no dreams. I just want to be on Law and Order. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Oh, Gaten uh, Matarazzo from Stranger Things. Everybody's sort of doing the uh, rounds right now. Anybody that they can get to talk about what is going to happen to this final season of Stranger Things. How about when the hell is it going to come out? Oh, I think in like two years from now. Yeah, we know that because didn't uh, <laughs> yeah. Finn say 2025? Yeah, yeah, but they never confirmed after that. Like, he just kind of said it. I think he screwed up. And then the Duffer brothers, it was like, Complete silence. No one said anything. Because I, I think he's right. Because I think he's, he's right. He's going to be 22. Yeah, I think he's right. Uh, so anyway, here's uh, Gay 10 talking to uh, Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, well, this yeah, is the la they're, they're wrapping it up. The one more. Yeah. One more. Like, is it, it's got to be bittersweet. Of course it is. You know, I mean, there's kind of like a, uh, there's an excitement there because you, you always want to wrap it up and you want to see how, how these characters are going to finally develop one last time and how they're, how they're going to, to finish their journeys, but also it's just, there's like a deep fear that's been like 
not only has it been amazing, but it's been like pretty great job security. Yeah, you're like, now you're like, like, like ah, what am I going to do? No, yeah. Back to freelance. Ah, I, I, I'm going I'm to ball my brains out. I'm going <laughs> to be so sad. But what, what, are, what are your hopes for Dustin? What happens? I don't know. I, I think it's in the best hands it can be. Matt and Ross know these characters uh, better than I think we might. Uh, and it's really interesting because they trust us all very much to make our own decisions and, and go about the scenes the way we've, we, we've always instinctually wanted to. And uh, I've, n- I've never really given myself an opportunity to think of what they might want to do. And now's the best time to start. You know what I mean? Just really thinking about what can happen. I just, I'd love to see a good launch pad for, for growth. And, and I'd love to see these characters thrive and, and move on from... The, the trauma they've endured over the past. Uh, <laughs> you think? Yeah, yeah, just a little, yeah. Man, I wonder if we're going to see in this last season of Stranger Things kind mm. of all the bad things from the show kind of come together in a, in a final battle. So you have Vecna, you get Super the Demi Gorgons, yeah. you get the Mind Flayer, all that stuff. Hey, Stranger Things Experience opens next week. Yeah, I saw that. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Um, they did a poll and asked people, when it comes to leftovers and eating things out of the fridge, so this is not taking leftovers out of the fridge and heating it up and trying to recreate what it originally once was. Okay. But this is simply taking something out of the fridge that is a leftover and eating it cold. Oh, pizza. Chinese food, like fried rice specifically. Okay, so pizza's number one on the list. Yeah. Always. Okay. Yeah. You don't think that, Shem? No, I agree. Oh, 100%. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because sometimes I actually like cold pizza. Yeah, is pizza, like cold real pizza's good. great. Yes. I'm telling you, they need to create a restaurant that does that. Fried chicken is number two. It's got to have salty skin for me to enjoy that. Cold. Fried chicken is number two. Now, there is three, four, Five and six, I do not agree with at all. Okay, hit me. Because don't say eggs. <laughs> don't say eggs. Meatballs? Um, I don't think meatballs is on the list. But okay, so here we go. At number three is quesadillas. Nah. Mm-mm. Nah. Wet, thick. Yeah. No. <laughs> at number four was bacon. Mm. Who puts bacon in the fridge? Oh, my, my husband does that. Oh, we do that. Really? Every, every yeah. day. He cooks turkey bacon what? and puts it in the fridge. What? There's never supposed to be any leftover bacon. No, he p- meal plans for the week of his bacon. Oh, my God. Okay. I don't at go no- that far. At number five is pancakes. We do that, too. Yeah, we've had pancakes. Really? Like, you put them in the fridge, But yeah. do you eat them cold? Not yes, eat you- them. Oh, we don't eat them cold. Oh, no. you put peanut butter and then fold it and turn it into a, a pancake taco. Um, at number six is a burrito? No, never. Oh, Right? Never. Now, now we get into the ones that I'm, I start to agree with here. Nachos. N- number seven is wings. Yes, I, I agree. Number I number eight is my number one, and I'm with you on this one, Mocha, which is fried rice. Yeah. Fried rice cold is better than fried rice hot. Yeah. I, I prefer. Mean, no, I, I can't agree with that statement. No? No. But I could eat, like, Chinese food fried rice. Yes. Now, cold. at number 10 is the Great Divider, which I would never do, but I guarantee you, damn it, Maury has. Don't say eggs. French fries. 
Oh, oh. gross. Here's what you got to order Swiss Chalet French fries. <laughs> oh they come in that big paper you. box. No. No. There's too you. much to eat. You put them. I what know. are you going to do? Get rid of them? Cold? Yes. Cold? No, nah. you put those in the fridge. But the problem is, is that when I eat cold French fries, they give me hiccups. Cold French fries. Yeah, yes. No, I'm not. I'm not down. With also, that. Uh, just before we go, number 16 on the list, Brussels sprouts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Um, somebody uh, left two human turds in the aisle next to uh, Hillary and Chelsea Clinton last week what? when they were uh, watching a Broadway show. Some like it hot. Oh, no. And it may have been the work of a serial pooper, they say. What? We've done stories on serial poopers before they exist. But not at Broadway. So a source spoke to the manager who said that this was actually the fourth time this has happened. So either someone is literally pooping in the aisles during Broadway shows or they're smuggling turds into the theater. But how do you poop? In a theater full of people and have nobody see. That's why I think they're bringing it in in a bag. Maybe it's dark. Sometimes it's dark. But if you're sitting like at the end of the the aisle seat. Yeah. You don't see a human being standing there? Sometimes you don't. It's dark. It's dark. Not that dark. Right? It's dark in there. I Um, think somebody's pooping and then putting it in a bag or something. And walking in and dropping it off. And then somebody else had claimed that it might have been the ac- an accident from an elderly person. But Aww. four times? <sighs> See a doctor. What was the show? Some Like It Hot. See, that's a, the old people are going to that one. I think re- realistically, I think that, you know, somebody dropping turds on the floor during Some Like It Hot. It's no coincidence? There's no coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, what, y'all like it hot. They cleaned it up and they stayed for the sh- the rest of the show. Oh. They didn't even leave. If I was in an aisle seat and I and it like starting to smell, I'd leave. Bro, who's Jocelyn? Poor guy doing that job, right? Like when you think that you got to clean up the auditorium, right? You think a, a couple water bottles, sure, right? Maybe it's like some snack wrappers. Mm-hmm. That's your job, right? I get it. That's your job. Maybe fallen popcorn. Yes, that's your job. But Not, nowhere in, in the job description. Nowhere. May need to also clean up poop. No. Sorry, Mrs. Clinton. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Uh, Tim Reed, the CEO of uh, Experience Regina, which was formerly Tourism Regina, um, sort of rebranding the city uh, with the often made fun of name. Um, and so here, I'll play you this clip first before we get to his apology. So this was last week when they were sort of announcing their rebranding of, uh, of Regina. Here's what Tim had to say. Regina! Experience Regina! Experience Regina. It's a phrase that makes some people laugh. And now, it's the official name of Regina's tourism organization. And it is an opportunity. When you travel globally and people talk about it, there's a moment of, what's the city called again? It, it just is what it is. So don't shy away from it. It is, uh, it is the city's name, and we should be proud of it. The city of Regina is not reinventing the wheel. It's capitalizing <laughs> off a song that went viral years ago and got even more popular after it was played on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon in 2018. This song is called... It's called what? Experience... Experience Regina. Experience Regina. <laughs> oh, my God. Regina! 
While the song is an earworm that you can't get out of your head, the rebrand has drawn mixed reviews. Some people have pointed out the joke is a little off-color. The man in charge of the new experience, Regina, says that's unavoidable. That affiliation will always be an undertone that we face. I think we should be proud of our city's name, and I think we should be proud of the city that we live in. And, and for those that, uh, that want to have a moment of humor with it, that's not a bad thing. Uh, embrace it. it. We're not changing the name of the city of Regina anytime soon. So, okay. So here, he's, let me read you his apology, and then I'll tell you what he's apologizing for. So that same guy, CEO of Experience Regina, uh, Tim Reed said, I want to start by apologizing on behalf of myself and our team for the negative impact we created with elements of our recent brand launch. It was clear that we fell short of what is expected from our amazing community with some slogans that we use. So Experience Regina is already a little, Mm -hmm. okay, a little, you're playing a little, leaning in a little too far with Regina. Mm -hmm. What he's apologizing for is not leaning into Experience Regina. It's for two slogans that were used to promote the city. One was show us your Regina. Oh, (laughs) yeah. And two was Regina. The city that rhymes with fun. Ah! Got him! <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Come on now. Right? Come on now. That is, there's leaning in. Yeah. And then there's, like, leaning in. And those slogans <laughs> passed by the eyes of multiple people. Multiple people. Before it was stamped yes. and approved. Yes. Yes. Show us your Regina and Regina, the city that rhymes with fun. Ah! Gotti! <laughs> Regina! Uh, I don't know what's worse, coming up with that or having to apologize for that. I think having to apologize? <laughs> Absolutely. Because, <laughs> because the story just goes beyond Regina at that point, right? I'm so sorry for saying, show me your Regina. <laughs> What a fool, my God. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Gwyneth Paltrow is set to appear in court to testify in a civil case filed against her by a retired optometrist uh, claiming a hit and run, but it was a hit and run on a ski slope back in 2016. What? So Terry Sanderson has accused uh, Gwyneth Paltrow of negligence and is suing for $300,000. He alleges that Gwyneth collided with him while skiing at Deer Valley Resort in Park City, Utah, quote, knocking him down hard and knocking him out. In the complaint, he says, he's 76, by the way. Mm -hmm. He says that the accident left him with permanent traumatic brain injury, four broken ribs, pain, suffering, and loss of enjoyment of life. He maintains that Gwyneth left him collapsed on the slope and just skied away. In a counterclaim, Gwyneth claims that he skied into her in a full body hit, giving her minor injuries that prevented her from skiing the next day. She claims he apologized to her after the incident. Uh, Gwyneth also said that uh, she left the scene of the accident after Deer Valley Resort uh, after employees gave her confirmation that she could depart. So that is the uh, lawsuit going on right now.
Damn, Papa Potts. Damn, hit and run on a ski slope. I imagine that that might happen more. It happens than we, a lot. Does it happen a lot? It I happens imagine a, it does. Because some people are bunny hop, like they're doing whatever it's called, the bunny thing, where you just go. How many go, times you're on the ski hill to know all this information? I used to go skiing all the time when I was a kid. I yeah. used to have those like tags on my jacket. Did you? Uh, Everybody gets a tag on their jacket. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're that much of an expert, huh? <laughs> those tags make you look cool. Yeah, but I'm with you more. I would think that this would happen more times than. Uh, then we maybe even like know. if you're going slow, move to the side. Yeah, is that the deal? Is that that the, always the, move yeah. to the side? Damn. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, authorities in New York, Washington, and Los Angeles are ramping up their law enforcement presence today after a uh, Manhattan prosecutors may charge Donald Trump on charges stemming from an investigation into the $130,000 payment he made to Stormy Daniels, the porn star, in 2016. Um, I know a lot of people like seeing the oh Donald Trump's going to be arrested and indicted and it's going to be for all of this like stuff right but yeah, it's yeah. it's the Stormy Daniels stuff if you oh. haven't been reading too deep so in 2016 Stormy Daniels started contacting media outlets offering to sell her account of what she said was an adulterous affair with Trump right and then so Trump's team got wind of this and then his lawyer Michael Cohen paid her $130,000 to keep her quiet that is Wait, not is that allegedly or no, that, that actually is confirmed happened. okay okay that happened but okay. that is not illegal that's not why he's being indicted okay the illegal thing was Trump then reimbursed his lawyer and the record of the payment says for legal fees and prosecutors say oh. this amounts to Donald Trump falsifying business records, which is a misdemeanor and a criminal offense in New York. Where it should have read legal fees for my side ting. <laughs> right. <laughs> this would be the first uh, criminal case brought against a former U.S. president. Steel barricades are already up everywhere. And uh, I don't know. It's so it may be going down today. If so it, does n- go- it has nothing to do with like the insurrection. No! Like, nothing. No, no, no. Stormy this, Daniels, no. not Stormy the no. Capital. This is, this is, I had a ting. Hold on, can we just appreciate what Mocha just said? That was brilliant. Yes. Thanks. Right. Well done, bro. Yes. Well like, done. I think it needs yeah. just recognition on that. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Swell done. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yes, he had a ting. Yeah. Who was going to say some tings. And he was like, we need to end this ting. Yes. So a lawyer, go do your lawyering ting. Yes. And then the lawyer was like, I did the lawyer ting. But we're not going to say any ting. Right. On the paperwork. However, I'm out of pocket. So you got to replenish. <laughs> With some more tings. Yes. Financial tings. Yes. <laughs> and then he was like, but don't tell anybody because my wife will be mad. That I helped you. Right. With the ting. Thank you. <laughs> and then it turns out. That the, the whole thing blows up <laughs> into a ting. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's what's going on. Now people are going to be protesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so every member of the New York Police Department, including plainclothes detectives, have all been ordered to wear full uniforms starting today, and everyone is being placed on standby. Everyone is being placed on standby. That's crazy. So that is what's happening uh, in New York. And if he is arrested, he will be fingerprinted and mug-shotted. As opposed to mug-sharded. I don't know why I just made that joke. What? Why would he be mug-sharded? What? <laughs> Isn't that what he paid her not to talk about? <laughs> the the mug-shard? Isn't that... Isn't that... No, wasn't that one of the... <laughs> 
<laughs> one of the things on the things list that she was going to talk about? I ain't seen any ting. <laughs> no. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Okay, Viola Davis uh, talking to uh, Good Morning America about playing Michael Jordan's mom in the new uh, Ben Affleck-directed movie, Air. And you played Dolores, uh, uh, Michael Jordan's mother, but he insisted that you play his mother. Was that one of the reasons you said yes? And how did that work? Did he call you and say, you need to play my mama? No, Michael Jordan did not call me. <laughs> no. He told me. But you know, it's, it's like, <laughs> that makes for a great story, but in reality, <laughs> when you hear that, it freezes you mm. because that's an, a, an enormous responsibility yeah. mm-hmm. to play someone who's real, you know, someone that, you know, is tangible. And I'm like, I can't mess it up. But I had to believe that there's some qualities in me that reminded him of his mother, which people love me as mama. There's something about me that says mama, except with, you know, with my kid who's always rolling her eyes. <laughs> Right? All right. That's the dream, though, right? To have Viola Days play your mom? Yeah, that's great. I right? think that the, the casting is yeah. is absolutely perfect. Yeah, yeah. That would be the dream, mm. even for me. <laughs> <laughs> if you could get Viola they, Davis to play your mom, yeah. you say yes. So you're talking like when they do A Little Bit Broken? <laughs> yeah. The movie? Yep. When they turn your memoir into a movie? Yep. Viola Davis. I'm also asking for Viola Davis to play my mom. Because <laughs> as Ben Affleck said, listen, you can get Viola Davis, you get Viola Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got no problem with that. Film on location in Acton, Ontario? Yep. With Viola Davis? Yep. No, they'd probably use like Indiana or something like that. But yes, I think if you get Viola Davis to play your mom, I don't think you say no, regardless of who you are. Dream big, bro. Yes. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Last week, Zachary Levi and everybody associated with Shazam were all over the world and doing all sorts of press and breaking hearts and making people laugh. Mm -hmm. And then the movie opens and it doesn't do well. And how well is not well. So we know that domestically it did, I think, like 35 mil. The first Shazam did 53 mil, but Shazam cost $110 million to make and then they spent another $100 million in marketing. Okay. Um, So... Now everybody is like, okay, well, what the hell happened? And mm-hmm. one fan went on Twitter and sort of looped in all the butthurt Zack Snyder fans because everybody's still upset that Zack Snyder is not in charge of DC, right? And okay. they, they killed the Snyderverse. So one fan wrote, there's no denying that at the moment there are many Snyder fans who are happy for the failure of your film and many of them wish that everything that is to come fails just so for not continuing uh, with the films that Zack Snyder did. And then Zachary Levi responded and said, this is also true, sad but true. How much that actually affects the box office is anyone's guess. But I think the biggest issue we're having is marketing. This is a perfect family movie, and yet a lot of the families, a lot of families aren't aware of that, which is just a shame. And then Rachel Ziegler, who's also in the film, uh, went on social media and said, hey, our film is actually really good. But mostly, I just absolutely loved making it and the people I met whilst doing so. Go see it. Give it a chance. We have an 85% audience score. So that's one sort of avenue as to why Shazam may have done so poorly. But according to an article in The Wrap, this is all on Dwayne Johnson's feet. My guy, The Rock? And it was Dwayne Johnson who killed Black Adam and Shazam 
while trying to sort of take over DC. Because according to the rap, at the end of Black Adam, because Black Adam and Shazam are brothers, right? Mm -hmm. Like Black Adam is a Shazam villain. Mm -hmm. But apparently The Rock didn't like Shazam, the movie. Thought it was sort of like goofy, didn't fit the mold, didn't fit the direction that he wanted to take the character in. So the studio wanted Shazam to have a cameo at the end of Black Adam and set up Black Adam versus Shazam. Mm -hmm. And The Rock vetoed that. And that's when he went to Henry Cavill and wanted to be Black Adam versus Superman. And not only that, but he then also blocked them from using Black Adam characters at the end of Shazam credits. So like any of the, uh, like the, what is it? The Justice the, Society. The Justice Society. Any of those guys? Really? Yes. Right? So basically he killed the direction of both films while trying to take over and everybody's saying that it's Dwayne's, that it's The Rock's ego that was responsible for the demise of this current run of DC. I wonder if The Rock just felt like he had it in the bag to take over the DC cinematic universe. He tried, so. Because he did try. And I wonder, like, in the back of his mind or the people that he's working with, the production studio yeah. that he owns, were like, yeah, of course we got this. Okay, so how does Zachary Levi feel about this? So this is from <gasps> Z- so this is from Zachary Levi's own Instagram. Oh, my God. So he, he quote tweeted the, the rap article. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says this. It, it, this is a quote, right? It goes, uh, the rap confirms that in Shazam! Fury of the Gods, the Justice Society from Black Adam were supposed to recruit in the in the in the closing credits the rock denied access to the director and he had to make a last minute decision Dwayne the rock johnson attempted to restructure the dceu centering him and henry cavill superman the rock didn't allow zachary levi to cameo in the post credits for black adam and then zachary levi under right under that writes the truth shall set you free Bro, that's a week. Last week, everybody was just like, oh my God, Shazam is so good. We love Shazam and everything else. Zachary Levi was everywhere. Zachary Levi was everywhere. Right? The Rock's ego is quite a superpower. It really is. Wouldn't say it to his face. I mean, earned, earned, right? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, he took a chance. He took a chance. And yeah, yeah, not good, huh? I mean, listen, I'm still riding after the rocks. So. So, so am I. So am I. But he, you know, he took it. He, he took a chance, and uh, and it didn't work out. Uh, I'm so. Excited. I just hope that the. Yeah. I just hope the Rock doesn't ruin the Barbie movie because I'm really looking forward to the Barbie. Is movie. he in the Barbie movie? No, but I mean, if oh. he's ruining all movies, just don't touch the. Nobody's Barbie saying movie. he's ruining all movies, Maury. That's you. <laughs> Jeez. I'm sure he would, though. Because <laughs> you know that The Rock's not losing to a fist fight to Ken, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, not. but you know in the Barbie movie, Ken's not losing a fist fight. <laughs> Facts. Right? <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Uh, I'm so excited for Murder Mystery 2. Oh, I set a reminder on my Netflix for this Good movie. For you. Yeah. Good for you. Because you know they have, like, coming this week or coming uh, next week or whatever, yeah. and then yeah. there's a button there. There's a tab that says remind me. Right. You just click the check mark. Yeah. But doesn't isn't there a million other reminders on Netflix, though? Oh, I know. It'll pop up, like, as, like, the main feature when I open Netflix on Friday. Yeah. Still. Yeah. That's like you used, to, you used to pre-order digital things, right? Like when movies would come out, you'd pre-order a digital movie. I mean, like, like, there, like Like there was, like, a limited amount of them. 
Like, I got to make sure that I get my pre-order in. <laughs> I did it for a bunch of the Marvel movies. I know. It was always, it was always. I did it for all the Star Wars. I know. It's from not, Force Awakens. Do Netflix reminders go to your phone? Uh, if you have notifications, yeah, if you have on, notifications yeah. turn on. Yeah. Uh, so here is uh, Jennifer Aniston sharing details about Murder Mystery 2 with Jimmy Murder Fallon. Mystery 2 <laughs> awesome. is now double the action. Double, double the-, the action. It's, uh, yes, there's a lot of action. That's, that means stunts. And, uh, How are you doing your own stunts? You look great. Well, I do enjoy. I have an incredible stunt double, Kelly, who just basically works with me. And show, it's not that, I mean, look, I didn't. Was it jumping out of a building? I mean, that was she did. She repelled up the actual Eiffel side Tower? of the Eiffel Tower. You jump off. You fall off the Eiffel Tower. I jump onto Mark Strong's back to save the day. Yes, that's I what mean, it meant. And Adam did a lot of his own stunts. What? And he gets pretty beat up. I mean, he actually got hit. Did he ever tell you that? But Mark Strong actually hit him in the face. No. Pretty pretty hard. No yeah. way. Yeah. I no. saw it. He cried. A little tear. <laughs> he did cry, yeah. But you guys have great chemistry. We have fun together. It's awesome to see you guys. And everyone loves it. It's good. So in this one, you actually... We're, now you're going to try yeah, to be well, detected. Well, now we've decided after the last one that we're really good at this. And so we're going to actually... Open up our own little detective agency, no. and uh, we are nice. where you meet us when you meet back up with us. We're not doing that great. No. So we of get course. invited to a wonderful wedding of uh, someone wonderful, and we th- we say we need a break. We yeah. need a vacation. Let's just get a vacation. And then that's where our biggest our mistakes happen. Yeah, hijinks and we don't make very good decisions. No, no, no. The spits is, it but is... it turns out well. That first murder mystery was amazing. If oh you haven't God, seen it, so good. Please watch that because part two comes out. You have some time. March 31st yeah. on Netflix. Yeah. That's Jennifer Aniston. She's wonderful. Love it. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Oh, man. Somebody roughed up Takashi 6ix9ine yesterday. Holy. What happened? So 6ix9ine was at a, a gym in Florida, at uh-huh. an LA Fitness in Florida. And I guess he was like coming out of the sun or something like that. And these two huge dudes just like worked him over. No. And uh, and then they filmed it and they posted the video. Oh, no, they filmed it and everything? Yeah. And, uh, Damn. And I guess, like, on the screen, they mentioned something about snitches and all. I don't even, I don't know why wow. two dudes in a city where the thing didn't even happen, where he was snitching on guys that they don't even know <laughs> are beating up oh. somebody just for being uh, a, a rat Minding his own business in the sauna at the so gym. You like, think these God. were just like regular dudes that like recognize him as, as yes. being him, or they were like yes. his legit ops? Clout, no, man. It's no, all for clout. Yeah. yeah. And then so somebody posted a picture of a guy who they thought was one of the dudes that beat him up, a guy named Bullet Guzman. <laughs> and so they, so somebody posts a picture of Bullet Guzman and says, uh, this is the guy who jumped 6'9". He just got out of jail last year after doing eight years of prison. Well, looks like he's headed back there now. And then Bullet Guzman joined the conversation <laughs> and, 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 and put a picture of himself next to the guy working over Takashi yeah. in the thing. And he said, for the record, I was working all day and have nothing to do with 6'9". The dude meaning the guy who's beating up 6ix9ine. Yeah. The dude is white with no tattoos. The internet is sad. I've never seen so much rat police stuff in my life. <laughs> From Bullet Guzman. Also, follow-up tweet in the thread was probably like, 
thanks for adding your location to that tweet. Right. I'll and then see every, you later. And then everybody started going in on the guy who posted that it was Bullet Guzman. I'd be scared. Being like, bro, you just saw what happened to 6 9 yeah. He was a rat. Anyway, I'd be scared. <laughs> not a good day for 6 9 That sucks. So when he was coming out of the sauna, you think he was like in gym attire at no the he was wearing he was a t-shirt like, he was wearing t-shirt? a t-shirt okay. yeah yeah i don't know and i don't know and then and then there was a video of six nine kind of walking through the gym but then i guess they called him an ambulance then to bring him to the hospital because he got stomped hard yeah. beat up. like he got beat up and, and, and six nine's a little man yes right yeah, yeah, like yeah. he's a tiny 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 little man the Roz and Mocha show podcast podcast okay so i don't even really so want to do this because this. i don't want to get killed did you see everybody going in on like CP24 and everybody else who were talking about this yesterday? So funny. Oh, Why, what happened? Oh my God. Well, what Doug happened? Ford Doug Ford got a haircut and then the guy from Global asked him at a press conference about his haircut and Doug Ford told a story about his haircut, right? Yeah. And then everybody was like, this isn't news and you GD like people and he's a let old people die and you're asking him about a haircut. Like honestly, it was ugly. Like it really? got anybody who touched this Doug Ford haircut story yeah. got raked over the coals. Well, we're going to talk about it. Okay. So I think it's funny. It's funny. It's a funny <laughs> it's story. Very funny. So, you know why it's so, funny? Because it's Doug Ford. Doug Ford showed up with a goofy ass haircut yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Right. And like super short on the sides and then puffy on the top. Like J. Uh-huh. Jonah Jameson from Spider-Man, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like he sort of had that look. And so. Give me the headline. And so how did Doug Ford wind up with the Jay Jonah haircut. See, he got it. See, every guy out there understands this. So you go into the barber, and I went down south for a few days, so I go into Walmart. I'm a cheap son of a gun, so I see the, you know, $15 haircut or whatever. I walk in there, and, you know, I said, I, I just want a trim, just a little, little trim. And every guy knows what number they are. Number one, the lower you get, the more they take off their hair. So I'm about a number four. It's just, you know, a little bit of a trim. So I sit down in the chair. This guy grabs my hair like this and starts shaking. I'm thinking, you know, the problem was, Colin, he didn't speak English and I didn't speak Spanish. <laughs> so all of a sudden he pulls out the shaver and zoom right across the thing. He must have used not even a one, a zero. And I said, senor, like, look at it. Look what you did. One size full, one size one. So then I had to get the other side done, and needless to say, it cost me $26. I've never paid $26 for a haircut in my life, and I had to give the guy a $10 haircut. But anyway, he went right down to the concrete, as you can see there. It's, I'll tell you, I've, I've never experienced anything in my life. It's the shortest haircut I've ever had. Yeah, what's wrong with that? That's so funny. <laughs> like, I, because I could just picture... Doug Ford sitting in that chair in the barber shop at Walmart. <laughs> Senor, look, look, at, look what you did. <laughs> Staring in the mirror, freaking out. Like, I, got, I got to visit places this week and take announcements. <laughs> Senor, look, look at it. Look what you did. I know. I, I got to make serious announcements this week. You, no one's going to take me seriously now. Now? <laughs> Find me Spider-Man. <laughs> Senor, like, look at it. Look what you did. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Gwyneth Paltrow could take the stand today in her uh, trial. Really? Of uh, that hit and run on the ski slope with that senior citizen optometrist. Mm-hmm. From 2016, he was so. The story is that he's telling is that he was on the slope and Gwyneth was negligent and smacked into him while she while she was skiing, and then he got a concussion and all sorts of other damage, and then she just skied away. 
And her story is that she was just minding her own business on the ski slopes. He smacked into her. <laughs> And then she skied away. So ironic. Yeah. It's an optometrist and he didn't see her. It's a ski, ski said, ski said type of situation. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you. Good one. I uh, like it. But the I big like story it. out of the trial, because uh, it was, I guess, parts of it were televised yesterday, uh-huh. was Gwyneth Paltrow showing up into court with clear sort of like oversized aviator glasses on, looking very much like Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, my God. And she had those glasses, right? The classic sort of Jeffrey Dahmer glasses. And some of the response on social was just awesome. So let me go through a couple here. Gwyneth Paltrow is literally literally going for the Dahmer look at the ski accident trial. WTF, not very on brand for goop, they said. Somebody else said, these are exactly the kind of 1980s aviator specs you should wear when being sued by a retired optometrist. <laughs> Somebody else wrote, Gwyneth Paltrow showing up in court wearing the most I'm an evil rich C-word glasses you're ever going to see. Wow. He originally wanted like $3 million from her. And then the judge bumped that down to um, 300000 said that that's what you can sue for. So she's suing him. He's suing her. But uh, she could take the stand today. We could get uh, a Gwyneth testimony, which I am here for. Is she going to be hooked up to Ivy? <laughs> could you imagine? you got to get the Ivy dripping. Guys, I need my vitamins. <laughs> I need my vitamins. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Hey, big news for burger fans. Shake Shack is coming to Canada. Have they been here before? I, they no. did a pop up a couple of yeah. years ago. Yeah. yeah, they did a pop up, but their 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 the plan is to open thirty five restaurants by twenty thirty five. Oh wow! Yeah. They just opened another LA uh, burger joint. I think here was it last like Fat Burgers here now. Mm, that's not that popular though. No, no, isn't it's it not. older than Shake Shack? No, but it's not Shake Shack. Like Shake, Shack, it's weird because Shake Shack is all over the world. It's mm-hmm. just not in. It's just not in Canada. Uh, so they're opening their flagship store next year in Toronto. They say we have been eyeing this incredible opportunity in Canada for quite some time, mm-hmm. and are elated to have found exceptional partners to serve Shake Shack classics and bespoke Canadian uh, exclusive items to our sophisticated neighbors to the north. That is uh, the release from Shake Shake Shack. What does bespoke mean? Um, like custom. Ah. Uh, details about the exact location have not been announced yet. So no word on where the first Shake Shack is going to be. Um, but it's a good burger. Meet me there. I, it's um, a good burger. Yeah, I don't mind. Thank you, Shane. I don't mind a Shake, shake Shack. Yeah. They have one at uh, LaGuardia uh, in New York, the airport. Mm-hmm. And I was flying home, and I went to the Shake Shack in LaGuardia, got Roxy Burger and Fries, put it in my bag, flew back to Canada with it, what? left the airport, got in a car, got home, gave Roxy the Shake Shack burger and fries, and it was like the greatest thing she's ever had. I know it's like she a, loves Shake Shack. I know it's like a short flight, like an hour, right? Yeah. But still, like, did that plane not stink? I guess it didn't really stink up. Like, yeah. Your bag and stuff. Yeah. No, I, I hit it all well, right? Uh-huh. Like, yeah, it was all in there. They it's serve warm, fish on the airplanes. I think a burger is okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but no, it's a good burger. We, uh, I don't know, you might know this, Shem, because you're a frequent visitor of Vegas, as I, I exactly am. Exactly, you're gonna go with this. The Shake Shack, right by New York, New York Hotel. No, the one over by the one that we always go to is the one in front of uh, where T-Mobile. Arena oh, is. yeah, 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 the right newer there too. one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I guess if you're like if you're from if you're from here and you're wondering and you've never had Shake Shack, like what is it sort of like burger wise? I guess the the closest comparable would be Burgers Priest. Uh, yes, yes, thank right? you. Right, burger wise, um, yeah. fries. Uh, they're crinkle fries, right? So yeah. like they're they're like really really great 
McCain freezer crinkle fries just cooked perfectly mm-hmm. and they're delicious. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's sort Very of crispy. Yeah. But the but their burger is a like it's it's a sort of it is a superior sort of burger spice. Right, I'm down right? to try it. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh Julie Bowen, um, still on about Harry Styles. Like, and I don't know if how much of this is a goof, and I don't know how much of this, like Julie Bowen is actually this thirsty for Harry Styles. Uh, Claire from Modern Family. Yes, yeah, sorry, Claire. Claire Dunphy. Claire Dunphy, and uh, because remember we were talking about, she went to the Harry Styles show, and she wore like a shirt that had stuff on it, and then she had a sign that she was holding up um, that read something like "I may be old, but I know what I'm doing," mm-hmm. and like she was like really like putting herself out there for Harry Styles, and you're like, is this kind of a goof, or is she serious, or like what's the deal? But you tell me at the end of this. This is Julie Bowen uh, talking to Jimmy Kimmel about it. Harry has let me down. Harry let you down? In what way did Harry let you down? I have showed up for him. I have made signs. I have I have gone on talk shows. Yeah. I have offered my skill and ability. You have. Nothing. Nothing from him. If you saw a 50-year-old woman in the pit, and that's where I was, wearing a shirt that says regulate your cock, holding that, <laughs> it's a chicken. Oh. It's a chicken on the shirt. My Check heart. the tape. Okay. This is a family-friendly show. Yes. Maybe he doesn't want to be regulated. You know? He's not Warren G. It's Harry Styles. Good one. I think you would say, and I had, I lit it up, mm-hmm. and that took skills. He I didn't had, see it. He didn't I, anything. I was nothing. holding it like this for, for the entirety of the show, just twisting it back and forth. Harry, I'm old, but I know what I'm doing. Harry, yeah, I'm right. old. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, like one of those things outside of a, a tire place. I could not... Thirsty doesn't even begin to describe me. Desperate. Do you nothing? Is it that because Harry dated Olivia Wilde that that has got you like kind of thinking like, oh yeah, why not? What the heck? Duh. <laughs> I don't okay. Know. I think there might have been some truth in there. I think it's more for jokes though, because she knows that people are always going to ask. Yes, I agree. However, the question is then: if Harry did slide into her DMs, would she say, "No, man, I was just goofing"? Absolutely no, not. No. She would, of course, be booed up with him. Are you kidding me? The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Sarah Beth Leave, American Idol contestant for their California auditions, um, is sort of defending herself and coming out to uh, talk about the comments that Katy Perry made. Um, so here, first of all, just before we get to the drama mm-hmm. here's a little bit of uh sarah beth Lieb's uh audition she's 25 meet you downstairs in the bar and heard your rolled up sleeves and your skull t-shirt what did you bad, do right? with Yo, him today amy winehouse will be proud so when she walks in, she's like very kid-like. Like her energy is like she's got this like nervous energy to her, which a lot of contestants do on that. Sure. Uh, and she looks very young, right? Very young. Um, and when they find out she's 25 and a mother of three. Oh, wow. Okay. Katy Perry makes a joke that she took as 
mom shaming or slut shaming. I don't know which way it was taken, but but listen to listen to Katy Perry's reaction. My name is Sarah Beth, and I'm 25, and I'm from California. You cannot be 25. What are you saying? Yes, 25. No, I, 16. I mean, come on. Bless you guys are my favorite. Give us a real. Give I us have, a. Bus- I have three kids, so that's like. Get what? away from here! What are you saying? <laughs> okay, Katie? Nope. It's okay. If Katie lays on the table, I think I'm going to pass out. Three kids. <laughs> Honey, you've been laying on the table too much. You know. You know. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, so that didn't go over well. And it shouldn't go over well. It was it was a terrible joke. Um, but uh, here is uh, Sarah Beth Lieb now who went on TikTok to respond because as soon as that aired, uh, everybody came to her defense. At the start of my audition before I sang, I mentioned that I had three children and was a young mother. And Katy Perry made a joke um, that wasn't super kind. <laughs> it was embarrassing to have that on TV and it was hurtful and, you know, <laughs> that's that. Um, but I did want to take this opportunity to just say that I think that women supporting and uplifting other women is so cool. And I think that mom shaming is super lame. And I think that it's hard enough to be a mom and it's hard enough to be a woman. And um, I also wanted to take this opportunity to say that I see all of the young moms and just moms in general who have commented on all of the videos. So there you go. And uh, Katie so, Perry hasn't said anything, right? No, no, I checked no, her Instagram. no. Nothing, no. As, of, uh, as of yesterday, she had not, or as of today, I guess now. Uh, but uh, so Luke said yes, Lionel said no, and then Katie eventually what? said yes. Lionel so, said no. So yeah, so she did. Uh, she did go through. Even still, I know, good. I know. I thought she had a great voice. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, in a new profile in Vanity Fair, Giselle Bunchen says that Tom Brady's unretirement, when he retired and then unretired and all that stuff, is not what broke them up. At least oh. it's not the only thing. She says, "Wow, people really made it about that." Uh, what's been said is one piece of a much bigger puzzle. It's not so black and white. It takes years to happen. And then she adds, uh, sometimes you grow together, sometimes you grow apart. Giselle also denied that politics is what broke them up because remember that shot of Tom Brady wearing the MAGA hat back in 2015? Uh, That's not it either. And uh, there's something else that uh, she is saying was not the cause of the breakup, which is the jujitsu instructor because that was the big rumor. Mm -hmm. She says, I think at this point, unfortunately, because I'm divorced, I'm sure they're going to try to attach me to anything. He is our teacher, and most importantly, he's a person that I admire and that I trust. So she went around saying a lot of things that were not the reason they broke up, never actually got around to what were the reasons that they did break up. I think football and him being away was the thing that kept them tight. I think that when he had that little bit of time together, when football was not in the future, I think they realized that maybe they weren't for each other. Mm. And then he was like, yeah, I can't do this. I'm going back to football. And she was like, yeah, well, guess what? When football's done again, I can't do this then either. That happens sometimes. That happened during the pandemic. Remember when people, the the the, the oh, breakup right during the pandemic? Because God. they were like, I can't spend this t- kind of time with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was tough. Right? It's like, um, <laughs> you know, in what's the show that we all love that we're watching now? Um, Your Honor? No, 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 no. Yellow oh, Jacket. Oh, Price no. is Right. Oh, God. Family Feud. 
No, but here's um, uh, Shrinking. Shrinking. Right? Oh. Yeah, you know yeah. what? I'm over. I'm done with that show. Are you? I yeah. Really? yeah. Yeah. Why? Yeah. No, it's not for me anymore. You know the neighbors, right? And the husband retires from his job, and yes. then the wife is pissed off that the husband's like hanging around the house yes, all day. That's and that. he's like doing nothing. And she's like, why don't you do anything? Yes. And he says to her, I've worked my entire life. I deserve to sit around here yes. and do nothing. Yes. Yes. And I'm going to do nothing with you in this house. I yes. want to spend time with I want. I haven't been around you in so long. Yes. And she's like, well, I don't want to be around. I don't need you in the house. Yes. Now I got to find something to do outside of the house. Yes. And when I spend this much time with you, I'm actually starting to wonder if I even like you. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. what happens. Happens all the time. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Do we have time for Brian Cox or no? Always. Yeah. Uh, Brian, I want him to get mad at us. <laughs> Brian Cox on uh, Jimmy Fallon talking about the uh, final season of Succession and when he found out. I want to talk about the final season of Succession. Yeah. Uh, uh, boy, oh boy, I, I feel like we want more. You know, we want we want a couple of seasons more, and I think we're not ready. Well, you know, there's an old adage, when the party's at the best, leave. Yeah. And that's what we've done. You know, Jesse Armstrong, our great creator, he's just, you know, he, he, he won't let something go past its sell-by date. He knows that television isn't infinite. For him, it's finite. So, and each season tops the last season. Yes. There's only so much you can do in topping the season. So this season is the topper of all seasons. And actually, interestingly enough, he hadn't dis- he kind of hinted to me that he was going to stop. The show was coming to an end, but he didn't really decide till quite late on. And in fact, I think Sarah Snook. Yeah, she was here last night and yeah, didn't know. She didn't know. You know, she did the last episode and she didn't know that until it was the, la- the final reading that the show was over. But then she's Australian. She lives far away and they don't listen very well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a diss. Did you have an inkling that it was going to be the last season? Well, I knew it was going to be the last season. You did? Yeah, I knew. I mean, I kind of felt it in my... Yeah. My bones. I, yeah. And I, I thought it was a good thing. You see, I, I don't mind it. I love endings. I love getting the <laughs> finished with it. You know, I really <laughs> <do>. <laughs> He's the best. That uh, is a great Brian Cox. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, where are we here? The uh, SEC or Securities Exchange Commission announced charges against a ton of celebrities for... Uh, promoting crypto assets without properly disclosing that they were being paid for their endorsements. These charges include Lindsay Lohan, Jake Paul, Soulja Boy, uh, porn actor Kendra Lust, Lil Yachty, Neo, Austin Mahone, and Akon. I and- just assume whenever these celebrities are endorsing anything, yeah. they're getting paid anyway. But you have to disclose that you're getting paid. Like, That's- hi, I'm Austin Mahone. There's rules. I'm getting paid to tell you about. Even just in the description, right? Crypto asset. Because they're all, they're all, uh, they're all social posts, right? right? So you have to put that you're getting paid. They would like it if you'd said how much you got paid. Uh, with the exception of uh, Soldier Boy and Austin Mahome, the celebrities charged yesterday agreed to pay a total of more than $400,000 to settle the charges without mm. admitting or denying the uh, SEC findings. Uh, they say Lindsay Lohan was contacted, was unaware of the disclosure requirements. She agreed to pay the fine and resolve the matter. And then there's that other class action lawsuit uh, against Tom Brady, Larry David, Steph Curry, Shaquille O'Neal, and other big name celebrities and athletes when they were promoting FTX, that crypto platform. Platform that collapsed uh, where they were. They never said how much these um, 
celebs are getting paid. Yeah, I was just like, reading. I was a, just a big amount. Like that. A- no, it's actually shockingly not. Like the the Jake Paul one, I think it was under twenty grand. Oh, to promote the whatever the crypto platform was, and I think with Lindsay Lohan, I think it was ten grand, oh. which is sort of shockingly low considering, right? Yo, I got to shout out Jake Paul real quick. Yeah, I tried his uh, his like Gatorade style prime electrolyte drink. Yeah, because I was just curious. Yeah. Yo, that thing slaps. Is it good? That's yeah, good. Really? Huh? He didn't make it. <laughs> yeah. No, but like it's his company. It's him and a guy from UFC that started Is it up Lo- this. Logan Paul or Jake Paul? Who has oh. the water company? I thought that was Oh, maybe it's Logan. Logan Paul. I think it's Logan that oh, has the water Okay, well, yo, company. shout out to the Logan Paul. Yeah. I'm all in on Prime. Yeah, it's good? <laughs> it's good. What are the flavors like? It. I got the one. I can't remember what. Uh, By the way, we have to disclose right now. Mocha's not being. I'm paid not the being. Paid to say this. <laughs> the one that I had, it was uh, the bottle is uh, red, white, and blue. USA, oh, USA, yes, right? Yes. But it's the oh, flavor. The one in the it's the flavor of um, you know the uh, the popsicle, the red, white, and blue popsicle. The rocket. The rocket. Yeah. It's that flavor. Really? Oh. Is it like Gatorade? Yeah, yeah is it sort it's of like electrolyte water. Yeah, juice. And they got different flavors yeah. and stuff. Okay, I'm down with that. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's attorney went off in court yesterday because I guess on day two they switched up the cameras and they stuck like a camera just like pointed directly in Gwyneth Paltrow's face in the courtroom. No, and her lawyer did not like that at all. Mr. Owens. Your Honor, we have a new camera pointed directly at my client right there on the right, which we understand is from the AP. This is a... a During the recess, I'll have the court representative, Tanya, take a look at how that camera's pointed and make sure that it's pointed at the lectern rather than at the council table. And this has been a problem where, uh, for instance, reporters being in front of my client's car going out yesterday uh, Damn. cameras in her face like you, you, inches you away up during the recess with tanya and talk to her about that i've already talked to her about the fact that you've raised this issue yesterday and and, and i recognize it as a problem and i want to be advised if there are new changes because it's just by chance that we see that there's a camera pointed directly at her which is contrary to the decorum order so i don't want changes without reporters telling you i think that's a reasonable request so thank you damn that's a lot of that's a lot of pressure on tanya take care of all that business i know court in real life is so boring you know what i mean like when you're used to when you're used to television you know court God, we saw this like during the Johnny Depp trial, and even this, like, just so yeah. much nonsense. But then Gwyneth was leaving and then covered her face with a duo tang, even though she's been on camera for the last hour. Listen, man, you you don't know. You gotta cover up. Yeah, it's not like TV. Yeah. Miss Paltrow, did you or did you not get on those ski slopes and go down at a hundred kilometers an hour and hit that guy in the head? I know. I know, because that's the whole thing is that uh, he's saying, this old retired dentist is saying that she went down the ski slope and nailed her. Right. And she's saying he went down the ski slope and hit her. Hit her. Like they're Aren't both the accusing- cameras pointed at the hill? No, I don't think so. We have on record, you clipped <laughs> in your left foot first, <laughs> click, 
Your right foot second click. Do you or do you not agree with that statement? Ms. Yeah. Paltrow, answer the question. Objection. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. It's not like that, though. Objection it's denied. Is so Tanya, get the boring. camera out of here. It's so boring. Court in real life. Oof. I've been once. Have you ever been? Me? Yeah, I've been to court a bunch of times. I won. What'd you go to court for? Where the police officer saw me on my phone. Yeah. Um, but he said it was a BlackBerry, but it was an iPhone. So I got out. Uh, I, I won because, well, clearly he wasn't seeing what I was doing because he so, got the phone wrong. So he misspoke. Yeah. But you oh, were wait. clearly on your phone. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when, you were, when you were in court, Maureen, did you say that you were not on your phone? That's right. And you just said right now that you were on your phone? That's right. So Ooh. you just perjured yourself. You admit to perjury. No, but the case is already done, so it's it fine. It doesn't... They can go back. Yo, Tanya got yeah. some work to do today. Yeah. <laughs> Figure out the Gwyneth Paltrow cameras and bust more of that. Who admits to perjury? Right? Who does that? I know. Who admits to perjury? Yeah. I didn't admit to well, perjury. Yes, I you did. did. Two you seconds just ago. admitted to perjury. Also, that took all of 30 <laughs> seconds from Roz. Yeah. Like, if you think they can bust your ass faster than that... <laughs> In court, he did. He didn't even ask you. But Ross said never to lie to him. I didn't even. I've never said that. I said you'd lie a lot. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Twelve seconds. Objection. Perjury. Yeah. Somebody call. Get Diamond and Diamond on the phone right now. <laughs> Somebody. Anybody? <laughs> yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Anyone. They got a staff. Diamond and Diamond. They got a staff of like fifty-five lawyers over there. One of them yes. can come over and take this. <laughs> take this case. Yeah. Yeah. Charge more. <laughs> <laughs> come on now. Yeah, you're gonna need Diamond and Diamond more. <laughs> Who admits to perjury? Who it was does that? So, so easy too. I didn't say I perjured. You did. I said you what I just did. did. You just said that you perjured yourself. No, I said I was on my phone. N yeah, and I said in court, did you say you were not on your phone? That's right. Yes, that's perjury. You lied in court. No, I lied now. No, you lied in court. When you, when you were in court and they said, were you on your I phone? I said I was not on a BlackBerry. No, 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 you did not. Guaranteed you did not. <laughs> we have to look at the records. The little man that types on the thing. I bet you that's part of the public record. Shem, can you look into that? See if we can get the, the, the court records from... Yeah. When was this, Maury? It was like six years ago. Man, okay. stop talking, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> diamond and Diamond. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Man, Sherry Shepard's so fun. So Sherry Shepard was doing an interview with uh, Deborah Norville, and Deborah Norville um, was from uh, Inside Edition. Okay. And they were talking about this story that Deborah Norville had done where she spent a week in jail as an experiment for Inside Edition. And in this conversation, Sherry Shepard talks about that one time in the 90s where she actually did go to jail. Because, she did? Yes, because in the 90s, Sherry Shepard was sentenced to eight days in jail. Uh-huh. Back in 1990, due to having more than $10,000 worth of traffic tickets. Oh, oh. man. Okay. Oh. So here's the conversation between Deborah Norville, who did it as an experiment, and Sherry Shepard, who actually went to jail. 
But you got to use it to shed a light yes. on on that. On incarceration. Yeah, I can't remember any pleasurable experience because somebody stole my underwear. Um, oh, and I remember I had to go over there and ask, and, and, they, and it was hanging right on her bed, and everybody was trying to, like, instigate. Big Mama took your underwear. They took your underwear. <laughs> Can I ask how she got it? Because we had to wash them every night oh. and put them over the bed. <laughs> she ripped and it she, off no, she, no, no, she had it, and she took okay, it. Okay, let me ask you this. So when they frisk you to put you in, yeah. here's another thing. I knew it was coming. They just came and got you. When they got to this part right here, Oops. I had to hold them up because mine were big. Okay. <laughs> but what about your bra? I didn't your wire bra? Yeah, they didn't let you have an underwear bra. They I didn't wear an underwear bra. They took it away. They I'm like, I'm not away. going to jail without a bra. So uh, they, didn't, they didn't give it back to you without the No, I didn't the get my bra back, girl. Oh, wow. Not at all. Them things were swinging low, sweet chariot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sherry uh, Shepard. $10,000 in traffic tickets, though. That's crazy. We've all been there. That's like that's crazy. I haven't. I'm nope. sorry, Mark. Same here. I haven't. No, yep. sir. That's no, such no, I a a vile. Like someone steals your underwear. There's oh. nothing you can do about it when you see it right there, bro. The idea of having to fight a man for my underpants, right? What am I, Maury? <laughs> no one's you imagining mine. I think if I like if I was in the joint and and I know you got to stand up for yourself, right? Like if somebody takes your underpants in the joint, you got to go and get your underpants back. Otherwise, every day they're going to take something else. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Wait, why every... can't you just leave them with your underwear and then you just don't wear underwear? No, because then they're no. going to come back and they're going to take something <laughs> the, else. The, you know why? Because that is Is it a power thing? Yes. That's a test to yes. see what you're going to do. Yeah, what are you going to do about it? So, you But gonna, you're not going to fight, so you have to go up to the person going, hi, can I please no, have my you underwear? No, you got to fight would, for your underpants. I would fight for my underwear. you got to fight for your underwear? Yes. yes. I Maury. thought it's like, I'll trade you my underwear even if for I, something. No, even if no. I lose that fight, yeah. right? If I get my ass busted yeah. in jail, at least everyone knew that I fought as hard as yes. I could yes. for my underwear. Yes. Jail does not sound fun. What did you think it did sound fun at points? No, I thought people would just leave you alone. Leave you alone? Bro, go watch Shawshank again. (laughs) (laughs) You watched Oz. Did you not? I thought that was just for TV. I thought in like jail, jail that you, you know, everybody kind of just does their own thing. Maury, it's not vacation, man. (laughs) If you, somebody steals your underpants in the joint, you got to fight to get your underpants back, man. That's just the way that world works. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Jewel did an interview. Remember Jewel? Jewel. The singer. Mm-hmm. What's the song she famous for again? <laughs> oh, yeah, go ahead. I don't remember. What's the famous Jewel song? You'll know it when you hear it. You'll know it when you hear it. Who will save your soul? Who will is that, save is that the song? your soul? Yeah, let's see if I can play it. Who? Not on your computer, Maureen. It always screws up when you play stuff from in there. Oh. Mocha, play a jewel. Okay, hold on. I have to wait for this YouTube ad. Oh, or there's, Why do you not me. pay for YouTube Premium, man? I know. I don't understand you. Bro. I really don't. YouTube is... I watch more it's YouTube the easiest thing than in the world. Netflix. Yep. I watch more YouTube than Disney. Yep. I watch more YouTube than Prime. Yep. And I, for some reason, I pay for every other service. Yep. I refuse to pay for YouTube it's Premium. crazy. And I watch the most amount of YouTube. I haven't You're seen missing a, Jewel. I, I haven't seen a, a video on YouTube, like a, a commercial on YouTube in years, and it's glorious. It's glorious. Guys, Jewel singing. Do you know this, this track? song? Never heard it in my life. Uh, I think you mean You Were Meant For Me. That's the one Which one? Oh, this one you too is a hit? You Were Meant For Me is the one I think you're thinking of. It's the biggest. 
Hold on. Yeah, this was a big song. Uh, anyway, so while you're finding that, because we got to sit through more Mocha's commercials. Um, <laughs> Actually, no, I don't think we will because, oh, yeah, no, we did. Hold on. I got to wait for this Fly Emirates commercial. Oh, God. <laughs> I hear Emirates is a great airline, though. So oh, wow. Jewel realized that uh, after the career that she had, she woke up one day and realized that her own mother embezzled and stole over $100 million from her. What? Yeah. She said that she was 34 years old and she realized after everything she had done, she was $3 million in debt. Wow. And that her mom had embezzled over $100 how million. Do you, how do you not notice before it even gets to that level? Because you just, you don't, like, what do you, it's not like it's in a bank account, right? Like, it's not a checking account. And it's, it's your like mother. You have, it's your mother. Like, you, somebody's in charge of your you money. Trust. And I guess, I don't know. But yeah, wow. her mom stole it all from her. You look shocked that, uh, oh, this song. There you go. Yeah, I know this song. I think yeah. this was yeah. like on an uh, episode of uh, of uh, Laguna Beach. It was, in, it was in all those shows. Right? All of those shows. Or the OC something. Yeah, one like, of those. She just Dawson's sang, Creek. She just sang like the that, American right? National Anthem um, at the NBA All-Star Game. Nice, Which one? Job. Anyway, her mom sounds like a real piece of work. Bro, which which all star game? They have NBA. Every, I know which year they have it. Well, every this single year. year, she's saying with Julie Black. Oh, okay. Um, Nick Cannon was doing uh the podcast, stepping into the shade room. Mm-hmm. And oh, no, shade room. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they were talking about, of course, all his babies because Nick Cannon's got uh, twelve babies with six different women, mm-hmm. and. The question came up, like, out of the women that he has been with, is there one that he was with that he wishes he had a baby with? So here's that clip. The one thing I never want to do, and you clear clear this up a little yeah. bit, is that I never want to generalize the relationships that I have. Like, oh, these my ladies. <laughs> my hair on. Like, uh-huh. That's, uh-huh. that's silly. Is there anyone who you dated in the past that you wish, like, you know Ooh, what? Yeah, I you wish, know, you I me trouble, I wish I, we would have had a baby. Everybody talks about having kids. Yeah. You know? Like, that's the thing, especially. But there, I always, I mean, even when you think about it, like, when... Uh, Christina Milian and I were doing love don't cost the thing. Uh-huh. Like, like I remember when I found out she, I don't even like when I found out she was pregnant. I don't think I did. I have kids. I know, but I was. Were you like, damn? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> dang, man. That could have been me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but that, but I was so happy for her. Right. And you know, her daughter's amazing, and I believe uh-huh. she even. I think she has more kids. Yeah, now. yeah. I think she has like two. Uh-huh. Yeah, so. But I remember that we was kids in love early on, yeah. you know, and so that you talked about that. Christina Million. Oh, Christina Million. Damn, huh? Nick Cannon. By the way, let me go back to this. That's real so quick. rude to say that too, right? Like after all she, this time. Yeah, like just say like, no. Like sir. is she married and stuff like that now? Like, like she got a family and everything. That's yeah. so rude. Just say no. Uh, we got a text from someone about Jewel. Yeah. Let's go back to Jewel. Okay. And I already went through the save our uh, soul. I already went through the uh, the commercial preload. So okay. Okay. Good. Okay. <laughs> Someone said "Foolish Games" <gasps> is uh, Jewel's biggest uh, biggest track. This song. Really? Bigger than that other one? We'll let it kick in. Let's see. 
Oh, okay, yeah. I've never heard this song before. But the other one's bigger. I like the other. I like the other song better. From night. They all become frolines, <laughs> eh? Here we go. Okay, here we go, yeah? In case you failed to notice, in case you failed to see. That's a sad song. This is my heart bleeding before you. Oof. Here we go, here we go. But the other one's bigger, though. That's what she said. Hmm. God, it's so sad, huh? Right, what, well, the money thing or damn, the song? Just the song. It's so depressing. Kind of like out, it, though. Shout out to Jewel. She's yeah. got my view on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.